Well, hello, race fans. Welcome to another edition of our USF Pro Insider. My name's Rob Howden, and we're going to dive in uh, to an interview actually with a driver tonight coming from the Skip Barber Formula Car Series, which is, of course, the official uh, racing school of the USF Pro Championships. This is episode number 49, May the 29th. We'll be talking to Jackson Bell, the point leader here in just a few minutes. But of course, here we are again, just at the end of May. So let's wrap things up from the Carb Night Classic, which took place at Lucas Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park back on Friday evening. Freedom 75, the Freedom 90. We all lament the fact that we don't have the Freedom 100 anymore, but we still have the Freedoms for both USF 2000 and USF Pro 2000. Uh, it was a beautiful weekend, uh, all told. Even at the Speedway, obviously, some great racing at the Indianapolis 500. Congrats again to one of the uh, USF Pro Championships alumni, graduates Joseph Newgarden, on getting his first 500 victory. But the Friday night show was a lot of fun. Under the lights at IRP, uh, the Freedom 75 kicked things off. And it was actually Matt Clark, the young Canadian driver for D-Force Racing, who qualified on the pole position and essentially went green to checker. Uh, no incidents of note in the 75 lapper. One issue for Danny Zazelski, he came to a stop on pit lane with a mechanical. But otherwise, it went uh, essentially green the remainder of the way. Clark was able to get out to a pretty good lead and, and held a nice four-and-a-half uh, second lead for a majority of the race. There was awesome racing all the way through for any, any of those of you who watched it on the USF uh, Pro Championships YouTube channel or on the mobile app because Clark was by himself. Evagoras Papasabas from J. Howard Driver Development had a great start, challenged early, but slotted into second. But the battles from third on back were had – you know, two driver battles all the way through the field. I don't care if it was for third, eighth, uh, 17th. There were so many great battles uh, throughout the entire day. Uh, the guy to watch, obviously, that made it super exciting at the end was uh, Simon Sykes. He started deeper in the field after having some trouble with qualifying, and he just stormed his way forward, just kept getting into good battles with guys, but always coming out on top. Amazing drive, as I said, up to P3. It was a final battle between he and Chase Gardner, the exclusive autosport driver that made things so exciting. Gardner was looking for that first podium, but didn't quite come away with it. Of course, the veteran Simon Sykes able to get through. Uh, what does that do to the championship there? Well, Lockie Hughes finished sixth. He was the point leader coming in, having won at least one race off the three weekends to start the season. Lockie Hughes still a good run, as I said, sixth spot. They gap now only down to four points, though. Simon Sykes in the third, just four points between first and second. You go up further 38 back to Nikita Johnson, uh, who is a winner on the season as well. Uh, this is going to be a good battle all the way through. Is it a two-driver fight yet? I don't think so, because I've seen over the years guys have issues. Uh, depending on what track you're at, guys have moved their way to the back. So uh, it's definitely not over until we get to Portland on Labor Day weekend. The Freedom 90, uh, a big weekend, a big event, let's say, for exclusive autosport. They finished 1-2 in the back end of the doubleheader at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway two weeks before with uh, Joel Grandforce getting the win in Salvador Alba, finishing second. This time, those drivers swapped things. Jack William Miller started on the pole position after a great one in qualifying, even though he tapped the wall a couple of times. Uh, De Alba showed his uh, oval prowess, a guy that drives the NASCAR Mexico Series as well. And he won last year at Worldwide Technology Raceway. So the Mexican Salvador De Alba knows how to get around the racetrack. And as we know as well, uh, the exclusive auto sport team, which now has won four Freedom 90s, four of the last six. Of course, last year with Louis Foster, uh, engineer John Hayes knows his way around that oval at IRP. De Alba got super aggressive at the start, was able to get by uh, and, and not really fully pull away because his teammate, mate, uh, Joel Grandforce, despite falling back to fourth, was able to get back around Francesco Pizzi and then Jack Miller to give chase at that point. So it was a one, two, as I said, with De Alba and Grand Force that changes things up in the points. 
Uh, Jack William Miller held on for a podium finish challenge all the way by Francesco Pizzi. Uh, all in all, a really good battle in the Freedom 90. It would have went green to checker as well. Eight laps, I think about round eight laps from the end, Christian Weir uh, lost control in turn number four, trying to make a pass and ended up backing into the wall. It was a pretty uh, substantial hit. Although the AMR safety team rock and rolled, they really, maybe another couple of minutes and they would have been able to go back to green. They were not. The Alba won under the yellow. Uh, big notes there, of course, Jordan missing a great drive. He spun in qualifying, tapped the wall after a really fast opening lap. Started dead last, drove up to eighth. So it's just an amazing drive for Jordan missing. And all told, Miles Rowe came in with a massive point lead, finished fifth. It looked worse for him, but he was able to fight his way forward. He still leads now by 32 points over Joel Grandforce, who's again back to back podiums for Joel. Pizzi five behind Grandforce. Uh, and again, the battle is shaping up, especially with this win for Dale, but bringing him back into the fight as well. So again, Great night at IRP. The Carb Night Classic never fails to disappoint. Big crowd on hand for the Hoosier 100. The midget races, and a lot of them stayed to watch the final two races, which are, of course, the Cooper Tire events of the uh, USF Pro Championships. Uh, all right, let's jump into the, let's jump into our guest here because this is, this is great. Uh, in the offseason, a change for the USF Pro Championships, signing on a new official racing school, and that is the legendary, iconic Skip Barber Racing School. And you go back to the Formula Car Series that they've had for so many years. And you know, the jo Joseph uh, Newgarden, who just won the 500, raced it as a young guy. Uh, Connor Daly, Connor DeFilippe, uh, Gabby Chavez. I'm thinking about races I watched back in the day. Uh, Connor Daly, as I said, I already said him. So many drivers came up through the, what was then the Skip Barber National Championship Program. But what we have now with this series, the Skip Barber Formula Car Series, joining is essentially the unofficial first rung, really is the first rung of the USF Pro Championships. The champion will win a $100,000 scholarship to go to USF Juniors in 2024. And the driver out of the gate right now with the best start, folks. Four straight wins to start the season from Miami, Florida, 19-year-old Jackson Bell. Jackson, I know you just got home late. I think you're at the 500 all weekend. Uh, you're probably in the snake pit. I think I heard your dad say something about that. But uh, welcome yeah, back to Miami. How was the weekend? It was awesome. Uh, I went to the 500 with a few friends. Usually it's it's me and my dad and my mom kind of enjoying the show. But this was the first year I was able to bring a few buddies out. Um, so, of course, as a, as a driver and a race fan, I wanted to watch the whole race. But my buddy spent pretty much the whole race in the snake pit enjoying enjoying that part of it. Um, so it was it was an awesome weekend. And really cool to see Joseph, a, a Skip Barber alumni, come away with the win. All right, big one for sure. Now, again, folks, if you don't know Jackson Bell, obviously the son of noted a professional race car driver, multi-time Indy 500 starter, and now NBC commentator Townsend Bell. And we'll, we'll come to that a little bit because I always find it interesting when you have a dad who was a race car driver, right? Some people want to listen to him a lot. Some people go and say, no, you stand back. I got another coach. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Uh, let's just start about the, the Skip Barber school. We'll, we'll backtrack a bit. But let's talk about the start of the season in the Formula Car Series, Jackson. You guys uh, got things underway. First couple of races, Road Atlanta and NOLA. A handful of drivers, very talented in, in this program. But you came away with, with uh, four wins to start the season. Expected or a big surprise? Or do you, you, know, do you just kind of hit the ground running? Uh, definitely not expected. I mean, I have, I have high expectations of myself. And I know my ability and, and I know my desire to win. But kind of with how stacked the field was coming into the series, the season, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And so to kind of start the season 
as a championship leader and have a have a comfortable but not not a huge lead in the championship is it's definitely a good feeling um and and showing up to the racetrack this weekend at VIR knowing that I'm the guy everyone's chasing in the points and everyone wants to beat so uh it's the ideal start to the season for sure and that is why he just gave you a little note there. That's why I decided I'm, I'm going to go to Jackson Bell here right now because VIR coming up this weekend, Skip Barber Formula Car Series and the USF Juniors program on the docket at the same time. So a really good opportunity to see the drivers in USF Juniors now and many we expect to make that move up the ladder uh, for 2024. Now, the interesting thing, Jackson, is that I look at the, the list of drivers, right? So you got Joshua Ellenell, his third year, I think, in the Skip Barber Formula Car Series. This guy knows the car. He knows the tracks in that particular race car. You got Gabe Tesh, another guy that's got a lot of seat time in karting. But then you got two of the top young junior carters uh, that we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, Sebastian Weldon and Caleb Gaffera, both in the uh, the program as well. Here you are. If I were to say, hey, tell me all about the racing, your, your karting career, all about your junior championship wins and your senior wins at 19 years of age, you can't do that, can you? Give me a scoop on, on your background as a, as a racer because surprising to me, I, I was surprised that you didn't have a lot of, you know, you've been in karts, but you haven't really raced much. No, yeah, it's it's kind of an unconventional uh, uh, younger career that I've had so far. Um, always, I mean, growing up, going to the Indy 500, watching my dad compete in 10 of those, um, always made me want to get in something with four wheels, right? Um, but I never never really wanted to commit um, kind of in middle school and high school to going racing full time and being away from my, my friends and family yeah. uh, most weekends of the year. So... Uh, I, I had a little bit of experience in go-karts, I no, no racing, but I would, I would go out to Cal speed. I'm from Los Angeles in California and, and would go out there and kind of do some testing and some karting with my dad and, and whatnot. And I actually went to my first skip barber racing school when I was 12 years old up at Laguna Seca. Um, but it never, it never really kind of, uh, came of anything as, as a kind of middle schooler and high schooler. I, I never wanted to make that big commitment as, as you know, it is right. Yeah. Um, let's be real. If you're going to dive in, like some of these guys are, the kids nowadays are running, you know, 40 weekends a year. Your, your friends are at the racetrack. They're definitely not in school. Right. For sure. For <laughs> sure. And so, uh, I, one thing I could do and not be away from home 24 seven was a simulator. I and so I got that. Yeah. I got a simulator and, and started kind of messing around on that and, and really just love doing it. And, and it made me kind of uh, uh, feel like I was, I was driving something while I wasn't doing karting and, and whatnot. Cause I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to go racing and that I wanted to give it a shot. Um, and so, yeah, kind of an unconventional start to my career. No, not a, not a whole lot of go-karting, but um, kind of, I feel like I've, I made the transition to cars uh, easier with all the, all the simulator work I've done. It's a unique uh, thought process, a, a unique approach, knowing the fact that you have a father who is a, is a race car driver. So many kids, myself as well, my dad raced. I really wanted to race that. Something something we couldn't do financially. But you got your dad there who's, who's done so much racing. You figure you would kind of be so aggressive. Man, I really want to be a race car driver as well. But I completely understand. I was kind of the same way that I didn't, I, you know, I played basketball and football and, and didn't want to give that up to, to, to dive into, you know, spend my life being a race car driver or at least trying to get into it. What was the point? I know I love the idea about doing the simulators because I think the level of simulators nowadays, as you 100% know, is so close to racing. Um, was what was the point where you said, Hey, listen, dad, let's, maybe I want to do this thing. Maybe I want to go try this. And of course the skip barber racing school makes it super easy because you can just roll and, you know, do it. You know, it's not like you're having to build a race car, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It was, 
obviously a late decision. Uh, I think I'm, I, I kind of, I remember calling my dad and telling him that I, I kind of want to go for it. Um, I think when I was eight, so last year when I was 18, I, yeah. I graduated high school and, and moved to uh, Mooresville, North Carolina to work for a NASCAR team, um, kind of with the hopes of, of, I don't know, becoming a crew chief or a, a team manager or a team okay. owner one day. And, and slowly after many, many long, uh, early mornings of, of working on at the race shop, I, I realized that's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and, and so I, uh, I was like, well, I, I know I, I have a passion for racing and I feel like I'm talented behind the wheel. So I, I want to do everything I can to, to prove myself and give myself a shot to make it. And so um, I kind of just started, went, started from there and, and started working on sponsorship in all different ways to raise the money to actually give myself the opportunity and so, uh, yeah, it, it was a late call, but but right now I'm I'm glad I made it. Uh, you know what? It's interesting you say this because obviously a lot of the you know even the drivers you're racing against, both uh, Sebastian Weldon and Caleb Gaffer, aren't even you know I think they're like 15 years. I don't even know if they're 16 yet, right? And people always talk about man, you got to get into the sport super early. We have drivers, of course, in USF juniors who are 13, turning 14, but I always say that. That you know, you don't need to start that early if you feel like you have it. Because if you look back at some of the champions we've had in USF 2000 over the last number of years, yeah, there are some that have been 16 or 17. But you got guys like Michael D. Orlando now, you know, 18, 19. Oliver uh, Oliver Askew was I think 19. Braden Eves, Kyle Kirk, but these guys were all in their late teens when they won their championship. You're 19 right now, so you may be a couple years behind them. But I still honestly believe that it doesn't really matter how old you are as you're working your way up through the ranks, as long as you could. And you mentioned it already you have to understand how to be able to get the, the corporate sponsorship to keep going, right? If you have the money, you can keep doing it. I don't think age makes any difference in terms of talent wise. Would you feel the same way? hundred percent. And uh, my situation growing up with my dad, he's uh, a living example of it's never too late to start. Right. He, True. he did some carding as a kid, but kind of stopped for a few years and then went to college and decided he wanted to drop out of college and go racing. That, that was a few years uh, older than I am right now. So I've always kind of had the mindset of it's never too late to start, but uh, I think the early of a start you get kind of somewhat of a more advantage you have. So when it comes to these Skip Barber races, and I'll come back to the deal now. Your dad's obviously been doing some stuff with Skip Barber. Is he a guy that you work with at all? Does, does he work with you mainly? I, I don't like, obviously he won't be at VIR, because he's going to be at Detroit likely this coming weekend. What when it comes to again, you're 19. It's not like you're 14 or 15 years of age. Are you you're there by yourself or with the Skip Barber coaches? Yeah. So Skip Barber at every every race weekend, they have a bunch of great instructors there that that you kind of go over video with, and um, it's sometimes it's better listen to them than listen to your own dad. Um, yeah. As talented and as as much experience as he has, it's. Um, Skip Barber, of course, has a great um, lineup of instructors that are always with us at the track. And so um, he he won't be here this weekend. My mom will, but he'll be in Detroit. And he's constantly kind of texting me and, and okay. getting info on how I'm doing and right. and keeping keeping up and, and tracking the whole process. So he's what? very involved, but n- not, not necessarily uh, weekend to weekend at the racetrack. So between weekends, you guys talk you know, mental game kind of a thing. You know, that's one of the things, obviously, your father's always been fantastic at the way to approach race weekends. That's something I think that a lot of kids, uh, if you get the understanding of how to approach a weekend, not just not just in the car, but coming into the weekend, nutritionally, health, you know, the mental side of the game as well. Is that something that maybe you, you and him sit down and talk about? 
Uh, for sure. I mean, it's not necessarily we have conversations about it. I've, I've, I've really just been lucky enough to have a firsthand experience and see it um, every year as he's preparing for the Indy 500 or preparing yeah. to go race and IMSA or, or whatnot. I've kind of gathered all this information and am able to kind of put it all together whenever I go racing. Um, and so usually when we're on the phone, it's talking about how do we find more money to go do some more racing, right? <laughs> it's all about business. All right. Yeah. All right, folks, sitting here talking with Jackson Bell right now, point leader in the Skip Barber Formula Car Series uh, this coming weekend. He'll be at Virginia International Raceway along with the USF Juniors program uh, for what will be the next rounds of the Skip Barber program. It's a, it's a big series, folks, too. There's a lot of events going on. Let me pull the, up the schedule real quickly. Uh, they already did Road, Road Atlanta at Nolan Motorsports Park back in April. They're running Virginia International Raceway this weekend. In fact, the next two weekends – will be with the USF Juniors program as part of the USF Pro Championships. For So, again, that's why we're on this podcast, because we expect to see Jackson working his way up through the program. Uh, it's August for Road America, and then really heavyweighted late in the year with uh, Lime Rock in August, uh, Sebring International Raceway, October, uh, out at Laguna Seca, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca in November, and the cap off at the end of November at the Circuit of the Americas. So, look like, unbelievable, right? Let's, let's just look at that lineup, Jackson. That's that's some pretty good racetracks. That's kind of the, there's, there's not much you're missing there in terms of uh, North American motorsports facilities. Oh, 100 percent. I'm looking forward to for sure Road American Laguna Seca with the the freshly repaved surface, very which true. will make it very fast and, and very entertaining. Um, so yeah, it's a great schedule that Skip Barber's put together, and I look forward to the rest of the year. Let's talk about uh, your sim racing. I know that you uh, you're out of school, obviously. Now you you we mentioned before that you work for a sim company down in Florida. Like how much sim time do you focus on? Again, I love seeing the people that are able to do the sim and then make that transition, right? That quick transition to to see what it's like when you get to a track. How many laps? Let's say we're going to VIR. How many laps do you have on VIR on the sim? Oh, hundreds of laps, (laughs) um, but not necessarily within the past couple of weeks, but just over the course of my, my sim racing kind of career, if you want to call it that. Um, And so, yeah, I'm working for a a simulator company down in Miami, Florida, um, GPX Labs, who's uh, it's owned and operated by Jeff Siegel, a a Ferrari driver. Um, So I used to to race. I used to race against Jeff back in the day. Yeah, he's a bit of a bit bit of a pain on track. eh? We we were both rookie shifter car drivers back in the day. It was S3, Scusa, the Scusa Winter Tour. Oh, my God, that's funny. Jeff's a good dude. That's awesome. So listen, let me tell me tell me about this weekend. We're going to VIR. You, you, you know, they got five guys pretty much in the battle. Uh, well, one thing I love about Skip Barber is you're always going to get a, a fast Masters guy who's up in there as well, right? Who knows who's a really st- strong driver. So there's a couple Masters drivers that are going to be in the hunt too. What what are your thoughts on this weekend here? It's a long racetrack, uh, a lot of long straightaways. You know, those two big long straightaways. Um, what are your thoughts on the race weekend as the point leader? Does it change your mindset at all? No, it doesn't change my mindset at all. I, I think uh, another thing that I've learned from my dad that doesn't really matter where you are on the point standings, but you just approach every race just like another race and, yeah. and go out with the same mindset of wanting to go win it and dominate like, I, like I've done in the first four races. So no reason to change anything up, but I'm, uh, I'm super excited for VIR. It's an awesome racetrack, super fast, super flowy. Um, just a, a really nice facility and, uh, yeah, looking forward to hopefully coming away with two more wins. So is the ultimate goal, win that championship, go to USF juniors next year, win that championship, take a couple hundred grand and go to USF 2000 on the way to IndyCar. Is that the focus? Yeah, it all depends, um, kind of how much money we're able to raise for next year. Right. Of course, winning the championship this year and getting the hundred thousand dollars scholarship will help. Um, I think the, 
the the goal would be to to kind of transition up the ladder as quickly as possible. So yeah. maybe the most what makes the most sense is you skip a few steps and and start kind of kind of fast tracking your way up to up up the ladder into into hopefully IndyCar. Indeed. Let, let me ask you this question. This is something that's interesting. I don't know a lot about you. Uh, again, a lot of the drivers I talk to, I've, I've watched in karting for the last, you know, the early decade, right? So, you know, you and I will get a chance to meet each other this coming weekend. What kind, what kind of racer are you? What, what kind of racer do you want to be? Are you, are you an aggressive guy? Are you more focused? You know, what, based on the sim stuff you've done and the racing, what, what, what can I expect out of you? What's the, how would you describe Jackson Bell on the racetrack? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> It's funny. I, I like to. Someone asked me kind of who I who I'd like to model my driving that was, style. That after. was my next question. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's uh, it's Scott Dixon, and for a good reason. He's won seven championships in IndyCar, and um, he's an older guy. He's an older guy, and he's, yep. he's more mature than a lot of the people in the field. So I'm. I, I like to find a, a nice balance, but between kind of aggressiveness and, and kind of uh, making the right decision. Scott's really good at decision-making and that's kind of what I like to pride myself on, you know, go for, you want, you want to be aggressive to a certain extent. Um, but I like to kind of drive the race more methodically. It's interesting you say that because obviously we have a lot of young drivers in the USF pro championships and some of them will have a ish. They, they struggle with patience. Let me use that word, that term. And I always, he brings Scott's name up having, you know, watched so many of his races when I was part of the IndyCar radio network and just being a, a fan of the program as well is the fact that he'll, that whatever car he has, he's going to take it to wherever it can get to with that car. And then probably a little bit more because he's Scott Dixon, but he's, he's not the guy that's, he, if he knows he doesn't have a winning race car, he's not going to try to bin it. It's not a win it or bin it kind of a thing for Scott Dixon, right? That's how you win championships. He knows he's what kind of car he's got. And he always seems to make the most out of the car he has that day. For sure. And that's why he's won seven championships, right? Like yeah. I was thinking about this yesterday on Sunday during the 500. I think he, uh, during the first pit cycle, he got a bad vibration at the pit and went to the, the rear of the field. And, you know, end of the day after 200 laps, you look up the leaderboard and the number nine sitting in, I think, sixth position. And so yeah. um, just making the most out of the day and not, not getting carried away with going for the win. And, and I think that's kind of the, the mindset and skill set you have to have to win championships. I 100% agree with you. Let's uh, let's wrap things up right now. Talking to Jackson Bell, who is now the point leader in the Skip Barber Formula Car Series. Again, all those drivers in Skip Barber as part of the official uh, school for the USF Pro Championships presented by Cooper Tires, all battling it out for a $100,000 scholarship that they can use in USF Juniors in 2024. Uh, Jackson, let's, let's talk about, you mentioned, and you've a couple of times you've talked about the business side of the sport, uh, getting sponsors. Is there anybody right now you want to mention? We, we, we got a chance on the podcast here to talk about the people that are, are making it happen for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd love to thank Bridgeland Resources um, uh, out of Houston, Texas, and Centercom, who's actually based up near Road America in Wisconsin, um, who does cybersecurity and whatnot, and Rotiform Wheels, um, aftermarket wheels out of Los Angeles. So a few sponsors I have there and, and would love to continue with their support throughout the feature and throughout my career. What about your kit? Are you are you are you buying a helmet? Or you got a helmet sponsor yet? Uh, I I have a helmet. The deal was uh, so it's a white helmet right now. But the deal was that when I win my first race, I get it painted. And so um, right. working on that, and got my first race win at Road Atlanta. So I'm super excited to get to get that thing painted. But We're gonna uh, get rid of that cue ball, right? Yeah, exactly. I love it, man. Well, listen. What about what about social again? This is something we always try to do here on the podcast. Again. 
I'll talk about this all the time that, that, you know, guys like yourself, everybody in this USF pro championship, these are the future stars of the NTT IndyCar series. Get a chance to connect with them. Now, how are people going to follow Jackson Bell on social? Pretty simple. Jackson Bell on Instagram, Twitter. That's pretty much all I use. So uh, I need to work up, build, build a bigger following. So this, this hopefully will help. That's what we're here for. That's good. Listen, Jackson Bell. It's not like everybody's named Jackson Bell. There's not, there's a, there's a few more Rob Howden's out there. So I think, I think I got lucky to get mine too. Uh, yeah. Listen, Jackson, super excited to, to get a chance to watch you race this coming weekend. I know you're early uh, into your career, uh, but man, it's, it's good to have you in the Skip Arbor program. And man, I'm excited about the Skip Arbor series. There's again, Veteran drivers coming back from a number of years, young carters coming in, yourself. Uh, it's just a really, really competitive program so far. It is, yeah. They have, a, like like we talked about earlier, a great lineup of drivers this year raced in the series with myself, Sebastian, Jeshua, Caleb, all those guys um, really make it really fun week in, week out. Um, and, yeah, look forward to the rest of the season and uh, look forward to hopefully winning a championship. So, folks, you heard uh, Jackson's uh, social media channels. Make sure to follow the Skip Barber ones as well. They do a good job on pushing out all the uh, all the results and throughout the weekend about what's happening uh, during th- their Formula Car programs. I'll be trackside, of course, uh, with the USF Junior. So, watch my socials as well. I'll be blasting stuff out, having some chats with some of the guys. But uh, let's wrap things up, things up here. Uh, edition what number forty nine of our USF Pro Insider, Jackson Bell. Jackson, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend. Of course, Rob. Thanks for having me. There you go, folks. Another name to potentially watch on the route up to the NTT IndyCar Series and ultimately for Jackson, the Indianapolis 500. His dad's got 10 starts. He'll be aiming at least for number 11 for sure when it's all said and done. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the USF Pro Insider. Again, this weekend, we are at VIR with USF Juniors. Make sure you follow along on the USF Pro Championships YouTube channel. If you have not yet downloaded the USF Pro Championships app, do so. My podcast is on there. All the news, uh, the discount tire, the climb, mini documentaries available on there, live timing, and of course, all the live video coverage from the events throughout the 2023 season. Again, Jackson Bell joining me here, folks, on this podcast. Thank you so much. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>